the whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Sadbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Lightman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Garden Report. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record ball. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. You know, it's really extraordinary to think. Rufus, would you, would you have some decorum over there, please? <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, I did not know that's that all right. we, you we weren't, were on that wonderful audience. That's all right. No, 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 nobody, nobody. Uh, you weren't cussing or anything. You just, no. you just talking. Try you holding your phone up. We're still trying this controversial plant that you have. Over yeah, there. We, were, we at least talking. That's not gardening. marijuana, but it's a uh, Vietnamese <laughs> Ever, evergreen. Yeah, maple. yeah, maple. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Never heard of that. Uh, Gerald, have you heard of a Vietnamese? I've heard of evergreen, evergreen maples. Evergreen maples. <clears throat> I'm not very familiar. Yeah. Well, the Japanese, we've heard Japanese maples, but uh, Vietnamese evergreen maples. Yeah, there are quite a few of them in in South China and and uh, Vietnam, Taiwan. Where we have over the years gotten a lot of our plants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sure. are well adapted to our climate. 
So, uh, so describe it for us, Rufus. Or, well, it's it's, it's an evergreen. <laughs> As a long leaf that doesn't look necessarily like a maple leaf. Yeah, not at all. Uh, it, it is mine is dark green, uh, has a little splotches of a new growth, looks reddish, mm-hmm. and uh, what kind of fall color? Uh, it doesn't. Have it doesn't have fall color. It doesn't have fall color, right? It, it, so it, do, do the leaves turn yellow? No, no, they're it's, it's green. It's evergreen. Ever. They don't. They don't. Get so fall even color. even. Uh, even when the old, do they just turn brown and drop? Or? No, it, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it stays they, evergreen. Not like a blob. It's just, yeah. just there. Oh. Hey, uh, Monica Wood is the manager of the State Farmers Market, and she's with us. You ever heard of a, a Vietnamese evergreen maple? I don't believe I And have. you majored in horticulture. Not, not by that name. But you grew up in Johnston County. I bet you knew Slicker Big Boy, didn't you? <laughs> there you go. It's, that's, you know, they may be by another name. But yeah. Have you, that's the mystery this morning you guys are trying to figure out. Yeah, well, it's just all kind of thrown together, yeah. Slicker Big uh-huh. Boy or, or uh, Vietnamese Evergreen Maples. That's all. And uh, blow guns. Uh, dark guns, you know, just just everything. Diesel, diesel fires. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's just it's all come out this morning. Everything that because it, it's it's all boys this morning, and we just uh, coming up with yeah, I know. We, there are no women in here today, so <laughs> sounds like trouble. Boy, big trouble. So uh, you everything going well at the farmers market this morning? Going well, it is. It's a busy morning, and um, appreciate you guys waiting a little bit later to get me on. It's been one of those mornings we've had a, a few different directions of things going on, and um, getting a lot of a lot of vendors here this morning, working through some space situations and that sort of thing. And um, it's a beautiful morning. It's just actually, I don't want to say cool, but it is a little cool compared to what it has been. Oh, I know really it nice felt great. So, yes, and um, so. Just I was down through the market walking in um, just a second ago, and we've got those muscadine grapes coming in now, and uh, that just tells us fall's just around the corner. So um, enjoy those last few summer days and um, take it all in because we'll be turning into the fall and and winter before we know it. I know. So uh, you still have some peaches. We do. There's a good variety of peaches coming in right now. Um, we've got. Um, I was just looking at some big reds as one of the varieties that's here, and we're starting to get some of our um, apples coming in now. Also, the mm. the early galas and Honeycrisp, all the sweet ones. Mm-hmm. Those mm. are a few varieties that have just gotten started, and um, more varieties, of course, will be coming behind that. They're coming in from the North Carolina mountains. We still have a lot of watermelons and cantaloupe, wheat corn. Um, come and get that while you can. Um, we'll still be having it for a while, but you know it is getting towards the sort of towards the end of the season for a lot of our a lot of our summer harvest, especially sweet corn and things like that. And uh, we have tomatoes galore, um, just every variety of tomato you can possibly imagine. We have those all here right now. Um, and peppers, you got yeah, peppers. I've never seen so many peppers. Yes, there are peppers, peppers, and more peppers. Um, Hot and sweet. There are, yes, the sweetest to the hottest. Um, any variety you can imagine, we have it. And big, um, el- excuse me, eggplant 
And um, that's something else we have a lot of varieties of that sometimes you just don't realize how many varieties are available. Um, that there's some of the little mini eggplants and some of the larger ones, the Italian ones, the Japanese eggplant. And we also have cucumber, squash, zucchini, butter beans, peas, and the list just goes on and on. What's that? I noticed the last week when we were out there that there was a Telsa out there that looked like a big uh, purple plant. Oh, the, the uh, Tesla. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that's a, a, a master gardener. Uh, you're sure that <laughs> well, was, it wasn't a big purple? That was not a plant. Yeah. That was not a plant. I know it, it blended in very well, though, but I've never seen a purple or a lavender Tesla. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And that's one of our master gardens yeah. that's here um, with extension service, and that's something else when you're out at the market. you got any problems um, in your landscape. Um, if you'll um, come by and speak to them, they can help, help you out with anything that you might have going on, or if you're looking for suggestions for various different things um, to plant in your in your landscape, they can help you out with that as well. And they're usually set up down at the end of the plants, and they're usually here all the way up to October. So stop by and say hello to them. Or if you're interested in being a master gardener, um, they can tell you all about the program and help get you the right information to, to get signed up to start that process. And um, speaking of plants, you know, we do have a good selection of plants still here. I know you guys got to see those big um, perennial hibiscus last week. We still have a lot of those. <clears throat> and they're really beautiful, a lot of different colors. We've got some crepe myrtles still in bloom, the um, hydrangeas, some of those still coming in right now. And there's shrubbery, there's some hanging baskets. If you're looking something, just to add a little bit of color to your patio or your deck, you can definitely find some beautiful plants down there. Or if you're looking house plants or maybe succulents, we have a good variety of those as well. So we uh, moving up to the uh, market shops. We've come up with a new concept for the Rufus dog. You you put the uh, slaw chili and onions in uh, on the bottom of the hot dog. So you put that on okay. the bun, and then you put the hot dog on top. Is that right? No, that's not right. We're talking about putting cheese in the bun, <laughs> then putting the hot dog on top of the yeah. cheese so it would melt. Well, but but but, but to save all the see most of the people, Monica. They put the hot dog down first, and then they mm-hmm. start putting all the toppings on, and, and a lot of mm-hmm. it's going to end up in your lap. There you go. So what we're advocating is put most of that stuff down there. Begin especially with, if you have cheese, and, and to, to especially melt. if you have also chili, and save yourself a, a cleaning bill or a, a wash. I don't. Th- I don't think it'll do any good, but with me, but <laughs> yeah. No. I, I guess we would we would start calling that the upside down roof of style. Well, we now we're really going to get people confused, <laughs> especially if you add cheese to it. <laughs> now, Mark here, he's the cheese man. He's cheese. That's a great jelly, idea. And slaw. I don't know if uh, I don't know if the roast grill has. I don't know if George has any cheese down there that we could add. I don't to. Know. I, you, could just, go, you could go just buy your own block and see if they'll uh, they'll shred some for you in the in the kitchen. George George is probably good with that. <laughs> they they kind of been doing it the same way for a long. Time. Yeah, no, I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> throw George off. Yeah. And, now, and I roast wanna, grill. I got to make a plug for some, at the farmers market yeah. down down by the 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 uh, vegetables and everything. Uh, you go out out the end opposite from the the. The master gardeners, and you got the tent there. They sell some pastries and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right there outside the door, get a bee sting cake, little little slice uh-huh. of bee sting cake, and uh-huh. I, 
I sometimes my wife sends me down there. She doesn't even want me to get any any vegetables. She's like, you got to get a piece of bee sting cake. It is delicious. Not too sweet. Got that honey in there. It is. Was well, is that sold by a beekeeper? I it mean, is I sold by a bakery. I think it's well, a bakery. I call it bee sting. I think it's got a German name. Oh, oh, the German bakery. Yeah. yeah. It's Annie Lori's the German bakery. Um, right, it's down in the tent. I'm actually sitting here looking at them. So bee sting uh, cakes. Uh huh. I never heard of such a thing. Oh my goodness! So good. Now, now. <laughs> Here we come, Rufus. You yeah. have to walk to the other side. We're, we're, we're after I go property. To, after I go to Shotwell, <laughs> we're gonna come by and look for beef steam cake. Yes, yep. all the way home. Yeah, good. Yeah, they have, and he has a good selection of other German pastries and breads and all kinds of great stuff. And there in the in the tent, you can find um, fresh hummus um, that one of our folks they're making that every week. We have um, more breads and cakes and pies. Um, some ginger um, drinks there, and we also have all those beautiful cut flowers. I was admiring the cut flowers a few minutes ago. The largest dahlias and the most beautiful colors and zinnias and just so much more. Um, you're looking some fresh cut flowers for a special occasion coming up. You can definitely come out, tell them what you need, and they'll fix bouquets just the way you want them. Well. Sounds good to me. So much out there. Uh, in addition to the Market Grill, there the restaurants uh, there uh, are fabulous. Uh, the Market. They are. They uh, certainly market are. Market restaurant. Um, mm. Biscuits. Yes. Biscuit. You put some cheese in those biscuits too. Some some sharp cheddar. Hoop cheese. <laughs> Hoop cheese. Yeah, mm. that'd be appropriate. And, wouldn't it? and molasses and. All the I've never warmed up to molasses. I like honey, but molasses, mm-hmm. I, I associate that with sulfur. <laughs> and I, I, so I've just never, never been able to accept that. My wife likes mm-hmm. molasses. I, I'm kind of with you. preserves. Yeah. It's a little too sharp for me. Fig preserves. Like I, I go with the fig preserves. Boy, we got some deep psychological problems here. <laughs> <laughs> you just now it's, it's coming to that. It's kind of like it's uh, kind of like eating a BLT with pumpernickel, right, Rufus? Oh, don't hear that again. Oh, don't even think of that. <laughs> what do you think of that, Monica? As you know, everybody has different different. Try it. They sure um, do. I mean, I bet Monica doesn't eat her BLT on pumpernickel. No. No. no, probably not. What What did he say now? What did Gerald say? I said, I'm betting that you don't eat your BLT on pumpernickel. On pumpernickel? No. no. If I you might break bad and go to wheat, but I think you probably grew up eating it, as Rufus would say, on light bread. bread. Just straight up get white bread. Exactly. That's, that's If I do a BLT, that's how I do it. I'm one of those ones. I kind of I like a BLT. But I kind of like my bacon over here, my tomato here, my lettuce here. I'm, I don't watch it all together. I don't know. No, that, that's that's oh, just uh, that's just off the charts uh, well, here. I don't understand that a bit. That, that is send you for evaluation. I like to, now. I don't. I don't mix my my succotash and <laughs> and peas, but on the plate. But I will. I mean, certainly you got to have the flavor. You got to mix that tomato and and. And um, I can forego the lettuce and just have the tomato and the bacon. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm either straight tomato or or the classic BLT. And yeah. don't put any avocado. Don't put any no, cheese. No, don't put anything I don't else get that on there. Frilly. You, you <laughs> can sprinkle a little dill on there if you want. But other than that, yeah. If you want to get the real BLT, go over there to Chapel Hill. 
to uh, Merits. Merits. The best BLT in the Ate world. Yeah. Recently. All right. I'm, I'm making a note of that. Oh, gosh. You've yeah. never you eaten at Merits? They will double, it's, they it's, double uh, your bacon. It's bar. a tiny little place. It used to be a service station. When I was there, it was a service station. Yeah. And we played bluegrass music on Friday night. Yeah. And that is, I mean, they pile me. You can get a triple. Mm. And you can mm. also get breakfast sandwiches. It uh, Pimento cheese. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah, it's just it's just well, to kill Monica, for. Tell, tell us what's going to go into the old pottery place up there. We honestly don't know yet. Um, there's a process that it'll have to go through once it's completely vacated, yeah. and that's not a, that's not going to happen until the end of September. It's kind of like Christmas yeah. and Santa Claus. Yeah. We just yeah. yeah. So we are just you, are see. you going to get sit on the committee? Well, I I think so. I would hope it's, so, it's, since it's going to be oh, under your jurisdiction. Right. That's right. And um. It'll be, you know, a process everything goes through with the state, of course, um, whenever a building like that comes available. So we'll we'll see. We have some folks interested and getting more interest every day. So we'll see what happens and let everybody know as soon as we're, we're able to make that announcement. I'm just hoping after my 50th year here, which comes up year after next, that somebody will ask me my opinion on something. <laughs> <laughs> Because they haven't in the previous 48. So uh, I hope that the commissioner will ask your opinion about about all of this. I, I think we'll we'll have a committee that will be looking at all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's state government. you got to have a committee <laughs> and a subcommittee. We'll get it all figured yeah. out. Yeah. So uh, guys will definitely be one of the first ones to know once we get that all figured out. Absolutely. So you, and uh, the seafood restaurant is is there, and and they serve. Let's fr- let's uh, be frank. They they serve too much. I they know. just. I, I mean, you just it. you got to take it home, or yeah, share. That's right, and it's it's just wonderful calabash style seafood. Yeah. you can come dine in. Um, they do also. You can order online to feed it up a little bit. But you don't have to wait in line quite as long, but. They get you through there pretty quick, though, even if you wait to order when you get here. Um, and just a wonderful place. A lot of great folks over there. And if you're just beyond there, you'll find our kettle corn folks. Our, um, Don't say that around Gerald. I know. <laughs> get some of that. He loves the um, kettle corn. Yeah, but there's the shed just to the right of the seafood restaurant when you're standing there facing it. Um, you look down and you'll find um, there's gourmet lemonade down there, the little donuts and mm. You never know what else might show up in there. We have a lot of unique items that pop in there That's right. week to week. And the Hunter Pork Center is just behind there. That's where you get your fat back for your peas. I'm mm. getting. So we've talked so much about food this morning, I, and my stomach is growling. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but I, uh, I, I don't hear it. I just had Cheerios this I, morning. That's all I had. <laughs> So I, now, now I'm thinking about merits. Come on down to Shotwell and I'll fix you up. <laughs> a hot dog. I might need a hot dog for each hand. The way that Mark talked about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, Monica, I appreciate you. I know you're busy, and and I appreciate you spending some time with us. Definitely come see us, and we have our little um, taste of summer pop up going on this weekend. A lot of great vendors. All right. Different vendors. So come see us, and we're here seven days a week. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye bye. Uh, Lenny has been waiting a while. Lenny, thanks so much. How can we help you? Oh. Hey, Lenny. <laughs> Lenny I woke him up. I, 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 I'm sorry about that, all. Lenny. We don't have much time before the news, but we'll uh, we'll keep you on as long as you need. H- how can we help you? 
Good morning. We have some hibiscus that we planted last year, and they're doing really well. But something is... I think. I, no, hibiscus. Wait a minute. Now, I don't want to start a fight with you and your wife, so uh, is it a hibiscus or hydrangea? She always thinks I'm wrong, but I'm always right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic. Except for when I'm wrong. Yeah. They they are hibiscus. All right. But the problem is something is cutting the flowers off of there. It, it looks Yeah. Like- you, you know, we talked about, uh, are they eating the leaves? No. Oh, just the well, flowers. Well, see, that's normally what they eat and leave the flower yeah. alone. Right. That's- Whatever it is. And it's a fenced-in yard, so we do have deer, but there's no evidence of deer inside the fence. Yeah. Would uh, would a deer just eat the flower on a hibiscus? Yeah, it's something alive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the Japanese beetles will do a lot of damage to the leaves, but you don't generally speak and see them eating mm-hmm. the blooms. All right, yeah. I tell you what, uh, Lenny, if you you and your wife can hold on a few more minutes, a couple of minutes, we'll we'll um, we'll be back and and talk to you some more about this, and we'll ponder oh. ponder the oh. question. All right, uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up after the news here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, Lenny uh, is with us from Holly Springs, and he and his Hello, wife man. have been discussing the the um, – <laughs> With hibiscus and uh, hydrangea situation. All right, for the hibiscus and what is eating, eating the, the flowers. flowers. Says yeah. squirrels will eat hibiscus flowers oh, because they'll eat anything go. that has seeds in it, and the hibiscus flower has lots of little tiny seeds. Deer, deer also, but if you don't see deer tracks or you fenced and you can't get to it, but I hardly ever seen anywhere that squirrels can't get to. Yeah, the other thing is if they're the if they're eating them before the while the buds are still really tight. Um, it could be there's an insect called thrips that will, if you got a bad infestation, uh, and they do get on hibiscus, they'll, they'll get in there, they'll be in that bud and they'll, that bud will just drop off on the ground. You probably mm-hmm. won't even see it, but, uh, it won't have been eaten. So, um, I, yeah, I would say they're squirrels if they're, if they're opening up or, or, um, thrips maybe. You got a good solution for that Mark? in any way for squirrels? Me? <laughs> Yeah, do you, you want to you want to pass that along again? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> There'll be protesters lined up. We got a good lawyer. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you think, Lenny? Or more importantly, what does your wife think? We do have squirrels. Well, she thinks I'm wrong, but that's pretty regular. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm used to that. So, too. so is the bloom open and they're getting gone, or is it the bud that's getting? All right, well, I was kind of wrong at the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry, Gerald. The, when the flower's gone, they, it looks like somebody snipped it off of the pair of scissors. Okay, after the uh, bloom has already opened up. Yeah. It's probably squirrel then if deer can't get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, I would, I would say squirrels if, if, if that's what's happening, if they're opening up like that. So you're trying to prevent this, Lenny, or? Yeah. You want to prevent it? Well. Well, the deer, I mean, you, you can try. I know uh, Phil and Nelsa and all the folks. I mean, there's some people that try the squirrel feeders where you stick the, you know, ear co- dried corn on or something to attract them to a different part of the yard. 
but I've always felt that that may attract more squirrels. You get more squirrels go, out I mean, they go get what you, you've got, so I don't know if I mean, they, they have a, they like to eat a lot of different things, so. A good I terrier. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think cats and, and dogs, you know, if they if you have a fenced-in yard and the, and the dog's running around, I don't think you're going to have as much. I've had a little luck with I must garden sprinkled around the base of tomatoes, but not if they want them. They'll just jump over it. Mm-hmm. So, I, do you have a dog, uh, Lenny? Or yeah, I do, but she doesn't like that sort of thing. Uh, okay, <laughs> got a spoiled dog. Yeah, you, you gotta get a, one of those eastern dogs that'll uh, that likes Brunswick stew. Try yeah. to, you know, a junkyard dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brunswick stew with squirrel. Yeah. So I mean, we've we've given you given you some some things there. I mean, nothing helpful, but <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to help a whole lot. Is your wife standing there with her fingers in her ears so she doesn't? You know, Mike could spray them with hot pepper spray. Hot pepper spray. And I must garden stuff. To some you know would would have that in it. So the natural ingredients like right. the yeah. cayenne. And you just you just reapply that every now and then um, after it rains uh, mm-hmm. every week or so yeah. as well. That's probably the most friendly thing you can do. <laughs> we'll give it a try. Now at the beginning, I said I'm always right, but I guess I'm wrong. My wife does want to talk about hydrangeas. All right. Oh, if they're being eaten, it's here. Well, <laughs> well, put put your wife on so we can talk to her. There you Hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? Now, what what would you like to know about hydrangeas? Okay, I have a big hydrangea bush out front. I've never really had problems. We do the pH and all that. But now, all of a sudden, they're wilting and all their color is gone. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they hydrangeas wilt from heat. Yeah. The leaves will wilt from heat. Everybody thinks that, that they're they're dry, and it's it's really the heat that does it and people over water sometimes yeah i would say if if they're if you go out in the morning uh and it's not wilted then uh-huh. it's it's that heat that that mike's talking about if you go out in the morning and it's and it's wilted first thing in the morning um then you're it's either really dry or you've got some some root issues i've seen where uh voles you know bad infestation of voles although in an old hydrangea that's less likely because they're they're pretty well established i've broken a lot of shovels trying to dig out an old old hydrangea mm. yeah. um but uh to yeah. do with the colors i mean they look brown the flower itself uh, that's a that's that's the heat and lack of water at my place yeah because i have a, i have a lot of them that are not where i can easily water them so the flower heads have turned brown, but it's not dead, and it's not going to die if it's lived four or five years. Yeah, yeah. You you can't t- change your pH enough to make them brown. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I think I think it's just it's just the heat if they're out there in heat, sun. We've had so many days plus ninety five degrees. We really have, and it just shortens the life expectancy of the bloom. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope y'all uh, make up later and and uh, agree on some things. Maybe go out and have a good lunch. Give it, give him a bologna sandwich. <laughs> bologna sandwich, fried or unfried? Well, do the Jim Graham one, fried with uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, 
And when you fry it, of course, now you got to cut the end. You got to cut so the round curl sides up. of it. Yeah, it yeah. won't curl up. Yeah. I just say if it's going to curl up, yeah, I just soon have a hot dog because that's what they, <laughs> that's what they taste like anyway. That's what bologna tastes like to me. Probably the same ingredients. No, I don't mean to drift off there. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you very much for calling. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, y'all have a great day, and, and please call us again. All righty, bye. Bye-bye. I doubt if they ever will, Mike. <laughs> probably, probably not. Well, her silence after our answer kind of made it seem like she, she felt like we were about as uh, right as her husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, my, my cousin Linda asked Mark uh, if you're from Pahokee, Florida. Pahokee, Florida. No. Okay. No. Yeah, I don't – yeah, Linda, he's not. Uh, my my she's, father she grew was up all, in Florida. But. Uh, my well, my father was grew up all around the Gulf Coast. Uh, the, the last place he was was down near Apalachicola, Florida. What uh-huh. wasn't even in Apalachicola? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. At any rate. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Mark, uh, you, you talked about the necessary and, and some other projects. Uh, so how uh, you all are looking into the future? Oh, uh, yeah, always. That's one of the nice things about my job is, uh, you know, we, we do things that for right now, but uh, at a at the Arboretum, we're just caretakers. It's going to be there a hundred years from now, so so we're always thinking long term. How can we make things better? What's what do we need to be teaching people? Um, how how does how do how do things change? You know, we're really looking at more uh, plants that are resilient in urban situations and these smaller gardens that people have in cities. So doing a lot of that. Um, Something and, and programs, education programs all the time. Every Wednesday at three o'clock, we have a free uh, online program. One that uh, next month, about this time next month on Wednesday, I think might be good for at least some of the people at this table. We got we're going to be talking with uh, with our new director of horticulture, Greg Page, and uh-huh. his wife Anne, uh, who who is a a therapist. They're going to talk about gardening and mental health. So wow. I do think. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> there may be some overlap with with. Well, we here. certainly need help with say, uh, mental health. Uh, certainly, <laughs> from my end, after fifty years of broadcasting. Two huh? other programs I want to mention is on August twenty sixth. We've got this gardening in the south uh, introduction to gardening in the south. It is for new gardeners, the gar- kind of gardeners who who need to listen to a show like this. And for new to the area gardeners, mm-hmm. got a lot of people. We, Absolutely, you, you know from doing this show that yes. there's a lot of challenges mm-hmm. we have here in in uh, North Carolina. That if you came from uh, you know Michigan or, or Ohio or or somewhere else that you don't have, uh, so that high heat, the clay, all the things we talked about today, um, and so that's a free program. You do have to register, and it's. In person and online. That sounds great. And one more that I thought about while we were doing the, um, while we were talking uh, about the state fair is um, there's a, uh, some of you might know, Rufus, well, both of you, Diane Flint, you know Diane Flint, old Raleigh. Um, uh, I know person, the name. Uh, moved uh, out and, and started a, uh, a cider business, Foggy Ridge Cider. Is oh, it hard? Yeah. Hard cider. All right. And yeah. she just wrote a book uh, called Wild Tamed Lost Revised, The Story of Apples in the South. And 
on um, September 14th, she's going to be giving a presentation at the Arboretum. Uh, she's going to be giving a talk about the book. We're going to have some, some hard cider out there to try. We're going to have some apple varieties to try. It's going to be a really fun event, and I'm just excited. I've got a, an advanced copy, the draft copy, uncorrected mm-hmm. copy of the book, and it is fascinating. It is fascinating because most of what you hear about, about apples is really farther north um, when you hear about the history. And, you know, we've been growing apples in the south for a long, long, long time. time. Yeah. <clears throat> the Hendersonville area, especially. Yep, yep. But, but you, I don't think that – I've had <clears throat> such – I've never had a, a good apple that I've grown in, in, in my garden in Raleigh to this day. Well, you're not making cider out of it. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing, it's amazing what a little fermenting will do to your uh, your apples. Now, when I was growing up, there were apple trees all over the place, and I grew up in Nash County. I mean, I remember eating yeah. plenty of apples, climbing into the trees and yeah. eating apples or shake, shaking a limb. Or, and you didn't mind those uh, spot here or there on them. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah, those are good canning apples. But you also, uh, people can join the Arboretum. I know that uh, you all do you – know, NC State doesn't pay for everything. No, they uh they the NC State pays my salary and our housekeeper salary, uh and I go away on on trips for two three weeks and nobody cares and our housekeeper gets sick one day and they have to send a replacement so uh, <laughs> I hope she's getting paid more than me. Um, but yeah, we we all the rest of our staff, all of our operations, we we fund ourselves. Um, and so uh, membership is is a big way people can support us and and. You know, some of the benefits, first Saturday of October, we give away somewhere between three and 4,000 plants to our members. You come on out and, um, and get some plants and still oh, yeah. have still have time to get to Just a new football seed. game. Just got my seeds uh, four or five months ago. Yeah, we, we send seeds out to people. We send a long list out. They can get, get different types of seeds. Now, if you give enough money, Mark, Mark will do a little specialty for you. Have we put up something on that oriental... Uh, section yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And and we got a new gazebo going into a new entrance going into the white garden where where I know you 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 like. Um, yeah. We're we've got the um, Asian Valley entrance that that Rufus has helped us with. Uh, and uh, and and the other thing is you get early access to a lot of the programs. We just advertised our wreath making workshops for uh, early December uh, just to our members and. We sold out about ninety percent in the first couple of hours to our members. My goodness! So, uh, wow. Well, if you're if you're wondering about a plant, and you you go to all these sources and you talk about the internet and this and that, go on out to the arboretum, walk around, ask somebody there, where can I look at such and such? Can I go look and see what what your flocks looks like? What what kind of flocks do I want? They'll find it for you. They'll and tell you where. Just looking for ideas. Yeah. I have people all the time tell me, I say, well, I, my garden's overgrown, or I want to do a little something here, or I have shade now, and I didn't used to have shade. You can just walk around out there, and all sorts of things you'll see that, one, you've never even dreamed about, let yeah. alone thought about. And you're right. like, oh, yeah, that's because they have the stuff labeled. You don't even have to track down somebody to find out what it is. So you just see get all kinds of great ideas yeah yeah and, and we love it you know if you if you have a plant in your yard that you don't know what it is um master gardeners are always great but sometimes uh they're not sure and you br- send us some pictures bring bring a branch out 
don't bring us the diseases. <laughs> send, send those to the extension. But uh, but we love, you know, we play stump the chump. We uh, uh, if one of us can't figure it out, we get with somebody else. We get with uh, our friends and colleagues if we can't do it. We we love uh, uh, figuring out what things are. Just like Rufus's evergreen yep. Vietnamese maple. That's yep. right. Yep. How about that? Chances are, if it's weird enough, it came from the Arboretum yeah. originally yeah. anyway. Yeah. And y'all have a, a great website, and, and folks can find out more about uh, membership and giving and uh, all that goes on there. And I'm sure there's a description of how to get into the property right now with all the construction going yeah, on. Yeah, we have. Yes. All right. Very good. Uh, you know, those uh, those bumpy, uneven roads that you might find in uh, the Hillsborough Street, uh, Blue Ridge Road area since they're digging that tunnel. Uh some of that uh, is is uh, getting fixed. The belt line, you know, you don't have as many bumpy. But I'll tell you, if you hit enough bumps with your car, it's going to mess up the suspension, the tires, the wheels, all kinds of things. So you need to get those checked out at King's Auto Service. They do a great job uh, with alignment and uh, all aspects of the car, actually. And you can get uh, your air conditioning checked, your, your uh, batteries checked. Uh, that 12 volt battery just doesn't last the way it used to and uh, if you have a hybrid vehicle you're dealing with a really big battery and uh, they can take care of that Uh, they have hybrid technicians who are certified and they are ready to diagnose uh, just about all of anything dealing with cars so take your hybrid vehicle your uh, normally aspirated engine vehicle as the british would say like they're like you're a jaguar (laughs) (laughs) but uh you can call kings on monday and schedule uh, a courtesy ballot battery analysis that's all good to to check out they're they're getting better and better and better with uh, trying to keep you from breaking down uh, preventive maintenance is is the term that we like to use it uh, makes sense at King's Auto Service at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. You know, I, I have am been blessed in so many ways, and I, I count my blessings every day. But I, I went into S&T's uh, it was a great hangout for Melissa and me in Pittsburgh, a uh, great place to eat. And... <laughs> Sitting out in front was a Ferrari there uh, on on the street, uh, parked right in front of it. I walked, I walked in, I, I told the owner, I said, you know there's a Ferrari out there? I said, yeah, there's the guy right there. He's sitting at the counter eating a hamburger. That is a $500,000 Ferrari that was sitting there. So uh, <laughs> I still count my blessings, but, boy, I sure would like to sit in that car. Well, that'll get you a two-bedroom house inside the Beltline. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but you can't drive it as fast. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But uh, that has nothing to do with anything, but it just popped in my mind. Blessings and and cars it's and so car forth. roots did you Whew. come from? I wonder if they work. I'll have to ask Dean Bailey if they work on Ferraris at King's. I don't, I don't think I'd want to touch one. I, and I'd, I don't know if I'd want to drive one. I, th- I think... All I do is you leave rubber. You can't tow a Ferrari. Yeah. Well, one time, I you, got to, you've driven one. I, I drove. I drove one, and if I could find the picture, I'd show you. I I represented some kind of a company called 
they were little odd car companies that, that wanted to get around having to crash 20 cars uh-huh. for safety for cra- reasons. Tra- crash testing, and so we yes. visited we visited Europe. I went to the Ferrari plant. It was so clean <clears throat> that I would have been glad to eat a yeah. meal off of the floor of that Ferrari <laughs> That's right. plant. They have to be careful. And the the guy let me. Now he he got in the car with me, but he let me drive one around the track one time over there. And uh, did you ever get out of first gear? It, it just I was scared. <laughs> I was yeah, scared. it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of horsepower. You, yeah. you're not used to that. It's uh, hard to sell books out of the trunk too. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, sure, you, you can't do you that. You can't get to a truck. The engine is probably back there too. There's engine all over that place. Yeah. All right. Well, Carrie is in Youngsville. Uh, Carrie, we're running out of time. How can we help you? Yes, glad to talk to you on this beautiful day. In yeah. The garden, have my phone in my pocket, listening to you. Usually it's music, but on Saturdays it's you. And I heard about the question regarding um, squirrels. And my my next door neighbor gave me a hint, and I just didn't really think too much about it. But I said, "The heck with it! I'll go pick me up some plastic snakes." Plastic snakes. Plastic snakes. And he said, just put them around the um, potted plants. My problem, they weren't eating my plants. They were digging holes. Uh They would uproot the whole plant, which would obviously kill the plant. Yes. And so I did. I put a couple on my front porch where I have the the pot stack down the steps and in the back. And I think I got a packet of five, and I put three in the back and two in the front where it was visible. And sure enough, I never have had another squirrel digging in my pot at all. Now, I put a little sign up there said, fake snake, so the Amazon guy wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the squirrels learn to read, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You won't fool them, and and I'm going to the fake snake store today. How, How much more friendly can you get to the environment than just to put out a fake snake? That's right. My squirrels must see it. Well, make sure they're biodegradable, though. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not, I'm not throwing them away. <laughs> they are doing the Well, thing, that's, so. a, that's a great. Are they green or any particular color? They came in different colors, ah. and I put them out, and I guess the squirrel. I don't know if the squirrels are colorblind or what, but ah. it did the trick no matter what color. How about that? So, well, I'm so afraid of snakes that I'd be afraid to even pick them up. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll buy a pack and, and bring them out to your house and put them out for you, Rufus. Thank you. So good <laughs> tell him ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll a, put I'm afraid of two kinds, dead ones and live. Yeah. <laughs> big, ones, big ones and little ones. Carrie, I appreciate that. Sure. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Carolyn, we only have about a minute or so. Can uh, can we solve it in that, that length of time? Yes. Um, I have a question about my Encore azaleas. They bloomed in the fall and they bloomed in the spring and i was waiting to trim them back but now they're in full bloom again why are they blooming now and when can i trim them back i found with the encores the best time to to trim them is immediately after the spring bloom yep see i didn't do it then and now they're blooming again they're not supposed to bloom in the summertime well, this is they get a little confused sometimes. Yeah, they really do. Late I mean, summer and, fall, and early fall. I have a lilac so. that's been blooming yeah. too. So I've, I've got some uh, 
Encore Azalea is blooming right now. It doesn't. It, they do that occasionally. Nothing wrong. It's not going to hurt anything. No. Should, should I prune them when they finish this bloom? I wouldn't. No, I, I, I'd I wait wouldn't. till next spring. Wait till the spring. Yes, ma'am. After they've bloomed. Yeah. Do them next do spring. Them, do them right after they finish blooming in the spring. Yeah. It's going to be your best bet. Yeah. Okay. All Thank right. you, Carolyn. Thank you. Bye. And, that, and that's probably good for uh, gardenias and all kinds of things that bloom for a second time. Mm-hmm, Just do it. Mm-hmm. Do it after. Mark, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it, and we'll we'll get uh, we'll get your associate uh, back on. Um, introduce him to the show too, and I hope you'll come back sometime. Yeah, certainly, certainly. This and is I'll always be out fun. To see him. Yes, that's right. Go to see Mark uh, and Rufus. Thank you, buddy. Gerald, thank you. The website. GeraldineHenrySplants.com. Yeah, be the kind of person your dog thinks you are. We'll see you next week. (laughs)